Welcome to Live Committed. It's a central platform for the Ariel Tribe community, where we believe in the individuals about executing the discipline of standards plus habits are going to equal results in their life. On this podcast, we want to provide a space where you can learn to grow through conversations and connection with other people to reach the highest vision that you have for yourself, mind, body, and spirit. And at Ariel Tribe, we are passionate about results. So whether you're feeling stuck in your business, your marriage, your spiritual journey, or whatever's going on in your life, we would love to invite you to the tribe to learn how you can live a committed life. You can always visit us at www.ariel-tribe.com. That's A-R-I-E-L-tribe.com to learn more about who we are and how to get connected to the tribe. So Aaron, let's get on with the show. What's up, tribe? We're back. We're back. Here we go again. Hello, tribe. Uh, my name's Aaron, and I'm here with my partner in crime, Jason. How are you? I'm doing great, Aaron. How's it going? So good. Uh, just uh, back from a whirlwind vacation, celebrating my wife's 29th-ish birthday. Um, Somehow I don't believe it's 29, but hey, we'll go with hey, that. We're heavy on the ish. <laughs> ish is in, in air quotes twice. Yeah. Um, I think I'm still 27. I'm <laughs> I, feeling 27. Today. I feel like I have the emotional maturity of a 16 year old most days. So yeah, that's how that goes. Um, yeah. You're only as old as you feel. That's right. Well, then I am stunted. Uh, so today, what we want to talk about is something that I think is actually really significant. And that is, um, what do you do with failure? And, and the mm-hmm. reason why this um, topic comes to mind for me is as you listen to self-help, motivational leadership podcasts, read the books, all that stuff. They will often talk about like, yeah, I love failure. They don't talk about what to do with failure. And so what happens is many of us are like, well, I, I don't love failure. I hate it. Um, for me, I hate failure. That's as simple as like, I forgot a detail of something that I was thinking about the other day. And so now I'm sharing it with somebody. I'm like, man, I can't remember that. I I hate that. <laughs> like, yeah. it, and so what do I like? There's those simple ones, and then there's the hey, I had this life dream, and I'm realizing that it's not going to happen. What do I do with that big failure? Or um, I, I realize that my marriage is coming to an end, and there's nothing that I can do to stop it. What do I do with that failure? There's some big ones. Those are some big ones. Um, so there's simple ones, and then there's big ones, and we are sitting in a space where. Uh, we don't know what to do with that. Is it okay to feel what I feel? Is it okay to wallow in what I feel? And I think to say it that way, people would immediately say no, but like emotions are real. And what are we going to do with all that? And um, you have, um, I mean, you've experienced lots of success and success always comes with lots of failure, right? Yeah, it does. Big ones, little ones, like we all kind of sit in this, okay, what next? Yeah. Um, so I, I thought today we would frame up uh, just the do's and don'ts of failure, and uh, I hope this is helpful for you. But before we get started, what I would love for you to do is take a few minutes and maybe even pause the podcast, and because this is thick material, just yeah. don't miss a word of it. <laughs> but pause and maybe write down for yourself on a piece of paper, like what do I normally do when I fail? What do I do with failure? Do I sit in my emotions? Do I get angry? Do I, what do I do with failure? Do I get depressed? Do I uh, pull away from people? Um, Do I 
take it out on everybody else. What do I do with failure? So take a few minutes and write that down. And then when you're done, come back and we're going to propose a, a list of some do's and don'ts. And I'm sure you're going to be able to add to these both lists. Yeah. Um, but we want to propose a list of do's and don'ts for failure. So, um, Jason, I'll just start with, yeah, start building out, uh, for you. What are some of the, some of the do's of failure? What are some of the things that you do when you fail? So some of the things that I do and, and kind of put them in two categories. I like how you'd said, Hey, there's some major ones, maybe a could be a failed relationship, right? Uh, a failed business venture, and then there's the smaller ones like, hey, I missed that deadline on a work project, or hey, I missed my workout. You know, so I think you know because we respond to the degree in which there could be consequences or you know some kind of fallout to it. So right. I think uh, so. Let's just jump into the deep end and talk about the big ones. Sure. I think you know we kind of talked about this offline before we came in. I wish I could have gone back to the, to the, uh, 27 year old version of Jason Jenkins, <laughs> uh, since now I'm 47 and, and really say when I was younger, I, you know, anger was one of my big kind of go-tos. Cause I was like, Hey, you know what? You didn't pull your weight or Hey, no, it's not my fault. And, and I had a tendency to let it sulk, to be honest with you. And I was, a, I was like, this is based on principles, Aaron. Yeah. And until they apologize, no. Yeah, that's right. You that's know, right. no, that's your fault. And, you know, and until you come to the table and explain the 32 things that you did wrong and kiss my ring, right? Right. Then I will look to forgive you, you know. And uh, perhaps own one or two things yeah, that I did and, wrong. And perhaps do that. <laughs> and so here we are seven years later. And you know what I mean? And you're like... Because what happens is, is when you don't release that, I mean, it's kind of consciously in your mind. Someone could say that person's name and all of a sudden your heart rate goes up and you're like, I can't believe that I lost this kind of money and, you know, and this and that and this and that. And so I think what I've come to learn uh, and still to this day, you know, when these emotions come, I have to identify what they are. But I think the first thing is to ask myself, Okay, that happened. Recognize what it is. Um, but I always like to visualize things like I've shared with you before in this pie chart. And I'm like, what, what do I think the causes were? And my, me, Jason Jenkins, are going to be in there. Right. And so what could I have done better? What, what role could I have played? And even if people, I have four or five people come in and justify, Jason, you did nothing wrong, whatever. Well, I participated in that. And so I'm not going to own something I didn't do, but what I am going to own is how I look forward to that and go, what can I take from that situation? Right. And begin to apply it immediately. And, and that's part of where I feel like a lot of people don't do that. There's a sense of that, like I said, that sulking. Mm -hmm. Great. You know, you can mourn over it. Go give yourself if it's 24 hours, whatever, but be like, and then I'm done. And then I'm going to move on. I'm going to go flip the light switch and I'm going to look forward to that. Because it is true that, you know, failure is one of those growth components. Right. Because it tells me you're walking into the fog of uncertainty because on the other side of that is a greater you, a greater a sense of accomplishment, like both mentally, emotionally, materially, and all of those things. So I think the very first step is is simply that, is, is recognizing it, what is that feedback, and not allowing yourself to sulk in it. Um, and beginning to move on. So I think that's the first step. What are your thoughts? So I was going to I was going to ask you one more follow-up yeah. question with that. So in your pie chart you said Jason Jenkins is going to be a piece of that pie. Yeah. Within that 
slice, are there some sub slices in there that you're like, I, I have this tendency, I have this tendency, or is it just, I screwed up? Yeah, no. So yeah, to go deeper into that. So, so into that Jason Jenkins slice of the pie, you do have to go, maybe I didn't do my due diligence enough. Right. Or like, you got to think about the fundamentals because you got to ask yourself, what can I do better next time? And I think that's important because it's not always the same thing. Not Mm -hmm. every failure is at the same. Sometimes you have a repeating problem that you need to deal with, but sometimes it's, I didn't do due diligence. Sometimes it's, I trusted too quickly. Sometimes it's, I didn't work hard enough. Sometimes it's, I didn't learn the process around what we were trying to accomplish well enough to be able to pull it off. And I think a component to that is is just being brutally honest with yourself. Yeah. I mean, I think when we are alone in front of the mirror, we know what we did well and where we screwed up, right? Hey, I lied, cheated, and stealed on this, or, you know, like whatever it is, like you have to be honest with yourself or you can't really progress. Right. You can't be like, oh, yeah, there's that dark side of me over there. Like, oh, no, well, that's not part of the pie chart. You know what right. I mean? It's like... No, I could have done so many things so much better. That to me is where that growth takes place. And that, that creates a great sense of emotional strength. Yeah. You know, that got it. Okay. Not what I was looking for, but how do I move forward with that information? Right. And one of the things that I think is kind of lies beneath what you're saying is that we have a tendency when we fail to sit in the grief of the loss of our failure People who succeed don't grieve failures. They celebrate them. Mm-hmm. That And that's the, like, and again, what you said was, okay, give yourself 24 hours to be like, man, I, that's a bummer. I really yeah. had hoped that this was going to work out. But failure, for people who consistently succeed in life, failure is not something to be grieved. It's actually something to be celebrated. Absolutely. And, that, and that's the problem that I think for many of us, we get stuck in a fear of risk because if I fail, it means all these negative things about me. No. Yeah. <laughs> if I fail, it means I have an opportunity to figure out how to move forward better. Yeah. And I think that's the problem with our society. We have such a soft society. Mm. I mean, it's just pathetically soft. Yep. You know, oh, well, hold on. Like, I, you know, we just, we're constantly seeking convenience and comfort, mm-hmm. which is the wrong way to progress. You're not going to get anywhere in life with your goals or both professionally, personally, physically, emotionally, your relationships until you start doing hard stuff. Right. Right. And, and, and I think like when I try to talk to my kids, I clearly see it and I'm like, hold on a second. I was with my son a couple of days ago. He's in college, and I was like, "Hey, so tell me what's going through your mind. I want to hear like what are you what are you doing that's stretching you? Like what's you know that you're uncomfortable with, you right. know? And so that you know that you can't lose that aspect of life because that's where you're really going to find yourself, mm-hmm. and then that's where you're going to be able to give to others. Um, because from those failures, if the you process it the right way, now you have something to give. I always like to say, you can't give something that you don't have. Yep. You and I have a a common friend that teaches at a local high school, and he brings us in to help with his leadership class to help teach those things. And one of the things that I always say, my opening kind of shtick is, how many of you have been told that if you work hard enough, you can become anything you want? And they're like, yeah. I'm I'm like, that's a lie. 
but so it'd be really important for you to know what you're supposed to be so that you can actually get out and succeed at it. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I say that in the context of failure because knowing what you can't do is as important as knowing what you can do, maybe more important. And so failing is this opportunity to go, okay, I've taken one step closer to success because I know a direction not to go. That, that's why Thomas Edison invented the light bulb. I know 1,912 ways not to build a light bulb. Yeah. Like it was, it was that many failures before he succeeded at a yeah. light bulb. Most of us would never get that far. Yeah. We, would, we would stop 300 times I've tried. Yeah, but you're not even a third of the way there. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you got to keep going. You've got to keep moving forward. You've got to keep figuring out what success looks like, and failure is just a piece of that equation. Now, that being said, we're talking about it in the context of things that we do. Relationships are a little more complicated. Yeah. And I think failure in in a relationship can cause us to get stuck in a grief cycle that... um, I've seen this happen, I can't even tell you how many times, where people will be so afraid because they were wounded in a relationship. They're so afraid of making the wrong decision again that they won't step up and make the right one. And that that's a failure. That's failure putting handcuffs on your life. Yeah. Like that's just never gonna succeed. And so I think what we need to make sure is we can grieve the loss of the connection. We can like if somebody passes away or something. We can grieve all of those things, but that's not really what we're talking about. We're talking about the failure piece. Like, what was my role to fail? And we can get so caught up in grief that we miss that I contributed to the failure of this relationship. I did. It always takes two to tango. Now, that doesn't mean, like, run a scenario. So my spouse had an affair on me. I contributed to that process. I didn't do it, and I don't have to own their actions. That's their part. But I can look and examine what was the ways in which I was emotionally unavailable for them that would lead them to want to do that in the first place. What was the the ways that my brokenness played into a disconnection between me and that person? I can look at that. I don't have to own their affair. That's them. That's 100% on them. But I can look at it and going forward, I can leverage that failure to go, okay, what do I need to heal in myself to make sure that that doesn't happen again? Yeah, one of the things when I think about it, uh, just to be pretty transparent, like, so Jennifer's been a stay-at-home mom for 20 years, and that was part of our goals. And feel really blessed we've been able to do that financially. And there was definitely times where I would get a little bitter about it. I was like, "Hey, I don't know what you did today, but let me tell you about what I did today." Right? You know. And when and this has kind of been a recent thing for me. I'd say probably in the last 24 months, where I had to I had to change that perspective, going back to my pie chart, right, and be like. No, that's actually, this is a blessing. So A, to be grateful, and B, hey, Jason, it's actually an awesome opportunity, um, you know, for your wife to be able to stay home and and put in the kids. But here's what was happening with myself is I then began to turn it into how can I be the best Jason Jenkins for the family? Mm -hmm. And and it really kind of changed my lens. It was more of, you know, sometimes like, you know, when we get in arguments with our spouse and you start, you know, we're all really good at throwing grenades on the table, I was like to say, sure, you know, like, sure. okay, well, you know, chew on this one. But all of a sudden, which has really been a great blessing in our marriage in the last 24 months is, is me completely changing my lens. So when I was hearing you talk, I'm just kind of applying to myself personally, 
um, you know, where at age 45 and 47, like I'm, I'm literally, I can begin to think about the time when I began to introspect that and go, yeah, no, this isn't, this is not good. Right. Getting back to, if this thing continues to go this way, I mean, who knows this could, you know, this could be bad. And so what am I contributing to that? And I think a lot of times I'm not a counselor. I'm just putting my two cents on the table right now. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll jump in on that. Yeah. Here. Is, is I think that we begin to subtly create those situations where again, it's the finger pointing and not what, what am I doing inside of this particular relationship, be business or personal that you've just described. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I love, um, I feel like that's maturity, right? And I think what we do in in a specifically in a relational context is we will throw grenades. We're we're gonna well, you're gonna air grievances. We're let me trump your grievances mm-hmm. with my grievances. Yeah, uh, that's a don't in in failure in your relationship. That's right. just a don't. Don't yeah. do that. What you can do is number one, proactively develop gratitude as a, just a mindset, um, that's going to help you in every relationship that you have. You're like gratitude for what gratitude for everything. Like you develop gratitude. It's going to help you in every relationship. It's going to help you in life. It just is. I think, uh, I think I've said this once, but the, the, probably the single greatest thing I've done for my own leadership is to develop the habit of gratitude. Yeah. But so that being said, your grievances are going to be a lot less when you develop the practice of gratitude. However, you will have them when the partner, when your partner in this relationship, whether that's a spouse or a friend or a workmate or whatever, um, when they come to you and air grievances, just own it. It's their perspective. Now, it's, is it filtered through them? Yep. And when I say own it, I'm not saying you have to, you actually are that thing. But here, how who you are is coming off on them. Then go back and process what can I, what, how can I improve that? Like, wh- what about that can I own as like, yeah, that's real for me. And then what about that can I go and um, improve on? What part about that is you like, that's, I can't fix that. That part is on them. But then um, come back and go, hey, I heard what you said. And out of that, here's some things that I want to, I want to work on for my own self, for my own improvement, to improve the relationship. Now, that being said, you're going to have grievances as well. And that just don't air them at the same time. Don't go down. We're going to have a grievance conversation yeah. and we're going to, you know, go tit for tat with, with that. Um, that's just never going to work out well. You will have an opportunity to, to say, hey, you know, Hey, this is bugging me. Yeah. And I think part of that, uh, it reminds me of a book, um, I forget the author, but it was called Boundaries, mm-hmm. you know? Um, you probably remember the author, you're good at that. Uh, Clouds and Townsend. There you go. Yeah. I just remember reading it, I thought it was great. <laughs> um, it kind of reminds me about that, you know what I mean? Like, So that starts looking out the windshield a little bit as to part of what do you learn. I mean, just because somebody hurt you or, you know, let's say it is an unhealthy situation, um, it doesn't mean that you skip past, okay, what role did I play? You know, how can, what can I learn from this? You know, but then I think there's also wisdom in how do you begin to protect, you know what I mean, through those boundaries as, you know, as you move forward. I think that's part of that wisdom aspect of like, hey, next time I go to start a partnership with somebody in something, you know what I mean? Okay, what did I learn? How do I establish boundaries or, you know, partnership or whatnot? So that that was another thing kind of taken away. 
Because if you go back a couple steps, just to kind of, at least in my mind, to kind of bring the conversation to this point, failure, introspectiveness, what took place? Like, first of all, what was my role? And if you've been working on yourself prior to that situation, I think that there's a sense of, like you said, maturity, like, okay, that's why I get back to this pie chart. All right, I'm going to throw myself in there first. Right. What could have I done better? If it's communication, you know, processes, systems, or whatever that might be as it relates to the personal or professional situation. Yeah. And then second is then how do I take that information and most times either there could there might be, you know, not a confrontation, but a, a, a moment of of bringing that to light inside that particular situation. Mm -hmm. And how do I maturely walk through that? And I think walking through that is being very honest, you know, but in a way that it's received like, hey, this person isn't trying to cut my head off. They're just being very respectful in that so that there's a sense of not not. Um, you know, making yourself less. I, I don't think that's part of that, you know? And so you're like, got it, retrospect, move forward. What does that look like? Um, and so that you, the individual, become a stronger person. Yep. I just think it comes back to us. Like the more that I, you know, try my best every day to become a better version, meaning if I'm better husband, if I'm a better father, you know, then those little things of like, why does my wife, you know, not push that drawer in? You're like, I'm okay with that. You know, right. like just the little things that we can get really frustrated with, right? Or the big things that will come along because you're a stronger person inside whatever that storm is going to hit. Because it's going to hit until you take your last breath. We know it's going to hit. Right. And that's why I think that there's these fundamentals that you can't give something that you don't possess. Right. And in order to possess it, you got to go get it. Like if it's through experiences, if it's through mentorship, if it's through getting that knowledge to where you are that greater version and you're just showing up every day and they're like, that that's a man, that's a woman that's, you know, ready to, to lean into things. So I don't know, just to kind of stitch it together a little bit. Yeah. I think, um, the, one of the biggest don'ts of failure is, uh, and around what you're talking about is to say, I failed means I am a failure. That it, it doesn't mean that. So the reason why that matters is because when you come to me and say, hey, you really let me down here, X, Y, Z, whatever, we need to talk about this. For a lot of people, when they hear that, they can uh, take on this like posture of I am a complete failure. No, you're not. But you're also not a complete success either, right? Like we are a combination of successes and failures. So to to be able to sit with it, and this is to go back to um, the podcast that we did on leadership anxiety, yeah. um, differentiation, um, it's too enmeshed to say, if I failed you in some way, that means I am a failure. Because then what I do is I'm trying to scramble to prove to you that I'm not a failure. Yeah. Uh, and that's not... It's not healthy, first of all. And number two, you're, you don't respect it. Right. <laughs> and it doesn't help. Like, it doesn't actually help you move forward, and it certainly doesn't help me move forward. But if you say, hey, I've, you failed me here, and I have to own it, okay, then I failed. That doesn't make me a failure. That gives me an opportunity to be more of a success. I just have to own the fact that I did it and work on it. And that's really significant 
in the whole relational scope. If we don't have good differentiation, we can either, you know, well, oh, you don't like me? Well, I'm going to flip you the bird and walk yeah, away. Totally. I, I think one of the things, so we asked, you know, you asked everyone on this podcast to do the exercise, like, hey, how do you respond when things go really bad? So I would almost encourage everybody as we're talking through this to go, I'm kind of go back to what you wrote down and go, okay, like from an intro perspective, like before you start pointing the finger, like, so what, what broke down? Like what role did that play? I mean, that's, that's what this whole idea about progressing forward is. And, and there's something I, I if I had a place to bet, there's something that you weren't doing one or two years ago to be, you know, to, to be that better person. Right. That, so you, you weren't preparing yourself for whatever that situation is. And that's why we say on this podcast all the time, standards plus habits equals results. Yeah. So long before you ever got into this situation where there was a failure on the table, your standards and habits are going to develop your capacity to, to withstand that. That's right. So we don't rise to our goals. We fall to our systems and our habits. Mm. That's it. That's it. That's tweet worthy. Uh, that's, I mean, that's just, that's it. Like, and that's what that statement says, mm -hmm. you know, like, and so, cause goals are of this, this concept, this emotional moment of time, but, but what am I going to do every day, every moment, every, and the, I'm, so whatever that habit, that system is, well, I'm, I don't need to be, have a PhD. I'm going to tell you exactly where you're going to land mm -hmm. tomorrow, a year from now and 10 years from now. And that is going to be a reflection on how we deal with failure. Mm -hmm. You know, like, so again, the better that person is, like, I'm going to walk into a situation. I'm going to hope for the best, but I'm going to freaking work my butt off. Right. But I'm going to make sure that the systems that are around me and I, and I, and I kind of mean to unpack that a little bit because I have, I, I think it's relevant to this conversation. I mean, there, that is who am I surrounded with? Who am I, what, what am I doing to invest in those kind of things? So, so that, that, that infrastructure inside Jason is getting stronger every day. Mm -hmm. So when the storms come, you're like, hold on, I have the fortitude, right, to lean into that. Mm -hmm. And that's just something I, I think for myself personally, it, it's weird because I have had some success in life, but I go, what, what if I was getting this information at 27? Oh my gosh, I w I, there's so much time I wouldn't have wasted. You know, there would have been healing of relationships so much faster. Sure. And I think my success would have been that much greater. You know, recently I've been telling people and I feel this. I don't know why. I feel like I'm just getting started at 47. It's kind of weird. I'm like, I well, you have like, 30 years before you're done. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. I, yeah. I, I literally just go, I'm just getting started. Yep. And it's kind of exciting because just because I, myself, I feel stronger. Myself, I feel more awareness. You know what I mean? It's just so it's really intoxicating in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I, I, to go back to what you're saying, if I, if I could do this over, um, how, you know, with my 27 year old self, how different would the journey be? Like I would have embraced failure yeah. so much more rather than sulking because sulking, there's not a minute that I spent sulking that was productive. None. Not one minute that Not I spent minute. sulking that was productive. And, and so, you know, well, but I got to grieve. And to, okay, 
Yeah. Fine. Give My yourself, boss is a jerk. Or <laughs> give yourself 24 yeah. hours. Yeah. But I think what you said before was, you know, you got to move on. And the way that we move on isn't to deny the grief. The way that's repression, which repression of emotion is at the core of almost all mental illness. Like, so if you want to go crazy, repress your feelings. But at the same time, if you can change your perspective so that success isn't and failure isn't something that we grieve. Yeah. Failure is something that we look at and go, okay, this is actually a way for me to be better at succeeding. Yeah. The, like that perspective really matters. So don't get lost. If you find yourself grieving success or for fa- failures way too long, um, it's because your perspective on failure is inaccurate. Yeah. Not because the feelings aren't real, because the feelings are real, but the feelings are an extension of your perspective on what failure is. And that's worth exploring. Yeah, it's it's it, interesting. Again, just as I'm processing this in real time with you, you started this podcast like, hey, all these great um, individuals, which they are, is like, hey, failure is awesome. I love failing. You should love failing. And what we're saying is, yes, but let's talk about that process. Right. I would say that unless you're maturing then failure is never going to be a benefit to you. Mm. It's just never going to be a benefit because you're going to be stuck. And you're like, this is BS and this sucks. And yep. that person and this person. And what we're discussing here today is, no, that there is amazing benefits to failing. And when people say, hey, how can I fail faster? And all of that's fundamentally true, but it's always going to be the quality of the person that's failing. I think I posted this on on our Instagram account the other day, but there was a a statement that said the person who loves walking will always go further than the person who loves the yeah. destination. If I didn't, I will because it's in my phone. <laughs> yeah. But um, but that's uh, that's so true. What you're saying, like if if you feel like you have to just sit and be finished, I need to get finished with my growth. Yep. Then you will never understand the power of really allowing failure to let you grow. Yeah, be 100%. 100%. And I think, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's the person that fails. It's, 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 the, it's the framework, the quality, the maturity of the person. We're never 100%. But each one of those situations is an opportunity for feedback. And be like, okay, I'm growing, and growing is moving, not sulking and sitting there and complaining and all the things that we as humans can get really good at. Right. Well, and I, like, just think about um, lifting weights, which there's so many parallels to our emotional growth and our physical growth because we're yeah. an integrated whole. But think about lifting weights. If you don't go to failure, you won't get the growth that you could get if you Correct. would go to failure. Correct. The I cannot take another rep. That's right. But then it's weird. You come back the next week and hit that muscle group again, and you get that rep. Yep. You get maybe two or three more. Maybe even you increase the weight. Yeah. Why? Because I was willing to go to failure. I was willing to allow myself to go to failure. So emotionally, we've got to be willing in life in whatever we're doing, whether it's relationships or businesses or whatever, we've got to be willing to allow ourselves to go to failure. Yeah. Overextend yourself. What you may find is that you're capable of way more than you thought. Yeah. What you may find is, oh, that's way number 917 to not build a light bulb. Yeah. Good. You're almost halfway there. Yeah. You're almost halfway there. I, I think, you know, one of the things that that starts to unpack is, you know, the difference between 
passion and purpose, you know, I think, you know, I feel like we, we were put on this earth to serve a purpose for others, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's when you, when you really start to, to lean in and start asking that question in your heart, like, okay, hey God, like what, what's my purpose, you know, on this planet to, mm -hmm. to, to serve others and, and to leave that mark. I think that's where you start getting to another higher level. Uh, again, we talk about the person who's failing. Like, so you're like, Oh yeah, getting back to Thomas Edison, he's like, sweet, we're gonna figure it out because you know, uh, whatever that purpose is that he had on his heart and mind. Again, it, it, I think that's another thing that that allows us to to move um, in a forward fashion. You mm -hmm. know, like, so what's the purpose of my marriage? You know, like, so like that's kind of how I've started to think about last couple of years. You know, um, it's not always perfect, but it, it at least puts a. a a positive target for me, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, okay, well then that requires me. That requires a better Jason Jenkins to, to wake up and stay disciplined and do the, all the things that we talk about. Yep. Yeah. And I think, um, uh, in order to just build around that, I, I, I think it's so critical for us to be willing to understand growth as a process, not a destination growth, you know? And so as we're, as we're working through that failure is just gotta be a piece. It's just gotta be a piece of that growth. So I think uh, it might be valuable for you um, if you find yourself stuck in like a I'm, I'm emotionally buried in this failure and I can't get past it. Maybe it's a failure of something that happened in your childhood. You yeah. know, I really let somebody down. Or I really hurt someone. Maybe it's a failed marriage. Maybe it's a failed business venture. Maybe it's, a, you know, all the different places that we fail. I cannot get past this grief. Here's what I would recommend that you do. Really get familiar with what is the emotion that's keeping you stuck. What is it that you're feeling that you can't get past? And I'm not saying anger, like really parse it down. Get you can go on Google and get a list of emotion words if you're like I don't know how to I don't know. Like take the time to map out what is that real emotion. And then ask yourself this question, when is the first time that I remember feeling this emotion? Mm -hmm. And the reason why, and you, I do this with people all the time in the pastoral counseling role, and they'll always say the same thing to me. They'll say, well, I don't know if this is really the first time. I'm like, I'm not asking you the first time you actually felt it. I'm asking you the first time you remember feeling it. And they will always immediately have a story. And the reason is because that is the button that is getting pushed that is keeping you stuck. And that's the unresolved place for you. So the great news is the failure isn't even the problem. The failure is something that exposes an unresolved wound in you from some other story that yeah. happened. And that's an opportunity for growth. So the failure, like, thank you, failure, for revealing to me um, this wound that I have in my childhood that I, or whatever, you know, in my adulthood even, that I can now go back and and wrestle that and, and see if I can, if I can get that healed, then I can get over this failure and it won't feel like it's consuming me. It'll feel like it's spurring me forward. Yeah. So it's a critical exercise to do and you don't have to be perfect at it, like just, but keep practicing at it because you'll get better and better. The one thing I, I want to add to that that you mentioned is I also think just expressing gratitude mm -hmm. in whatever the situation is. Yep. And that, that can be really tough. But when you take the perspective of gratitude, what it does is, is it really puts it on you, right? Like, mm -hmm. okay, so this sucks. Don't enjoy this. This is hard. But what in this situation can I be grateful for? 
and it's an amazing tool and exercise, as you know, because now all of a sudden you're starting to look at yourself like, okay, well, I've got this or this is the takeaway or, you know, I just, so I wanted to put that on top of what you said, yeah. you know, as, as regards to when you're in the thick of it or, um, and, and, and that gratitude muscle when it's exercised, when the situation is good, right. And you're not dealing with it. Uh, is something that so when when the problem does show up, you're a stronger person. Yeah, you're like, hey, let, okay, I've got something to land back on. Yep, yeah, that sucks. You know, total BS. Don't like it. But wow, I've got 25 other things to be grateful for. Yeah, it helps kind of put it in perspective, and it it helps you not not even get worked up about the things that used to really really bother you, like, um, you know my wife doesn't close the drawer or, you yeah. know, from my wife won't put toilet paper back on toilet paper roll. She yeah. sets it right on top of the toilet so paper roll. I'm like for crying out, let's literally two seconds it's of your two life. Two seconds. Um, just do it the right way, honey. Okay. <laughs> just get just it done correctly. Just do it correctly. Um, my wife has been, um, for some reason she lost her comb. So she's been using mine. Oh, and so yes. every single day, I have to go find where she put it because I have to use it. Like, just put it back when Dude, you're that done. That is so funny. But you know, those are the kind of things that um th- that used to really set aside was like early, early on in our marriage. Oh, yeah. Those kind of silly little things. Those are the things we'd go to war over. Oh yeah. You know, now it's just a we chuckle about the idiosyncrasies of it. Yeah, but I have the same issue. Then I'm like, why am I peeling your long hair off of my comb? That's right. You know what I mean? I can buy you a comb. That's you right. I can mean? bury you in combs. <laughs> Literally put you in a room and bury you in uh, combs. That's so funny. Yep. So um, we hope that you guys has been beneficial to you guys. I think failure do's and don'ts. This is actually really important for moving forward and becoming because success is great and celebrate it and all that stuff. But I think the old adage is true. We always learn more from our failures than we do from our successes. We do. As long as you're a better person stepping into that. Yep. 100%. You, my dad, and my dad's from Kentucky, so the folksy wisdom rolls with him, but he's like, you can get bitter or you can get better. Like yeah. you have that choice. It's You're free to choose, but you're going to pick one. Yeah. Um, so if this has been helpful for you, like it and share it, share it with somebody that, um, you think might need it. Maybe somebody that's stuck in a failure, uh, along the way, um, make sure you rate and review the show. That's always helpful for us. And, um, we will, um, we would love to hear from you. Like what are some of the do's and don'ts for you from yeah. failure? How do you process it? Where do you get stuck? If you, so you can email us Jason at Ariel-Tribe.com or Aaron at Ariel-Tribe.com. Or if you have a show idea that you'd love for us to tackle, I think that'd be great. Um, we'd love to hear that as well. Uh, you can email us and we will tackle that at a future date. But until then, we will be back very soon.